0: Don't you know you're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day? Ah, uh, What's up, squad? This is Adam Pecora here. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Requiem for a Tuesday. Back at it once again. If I sound sick, it's just allergies. Wink. Heh <laughs> Uh, but it is, and it's annoying, the itchiness, and people say, oh, Adam, why don't you go get allergy medication? I say to you, why don't you give me money? Oh, I think you understand why I don't have any now. So there you go. I'd rather spend my money on good things like drugs and booze not medicine, waste of money, (laughs) I once had somebody tell me, you shouldn't tell your doctor you smoke, because your insurance will go up, and it's like, well, do you know what doctors are for, (laughs) because, I mean, it just doesn't, doesn't add up there, to not report the truth, to the guy who's trying to keep you alive or gal or gal just not in my case i it's too it's weird enough i i'm not comfortable with doctors i'm not like you know fondle these balls freely or whatever i don't want to show them anything i don't want to take my shirt off i don't want to do any of that (laughs) what a start to the show. I don't know. <laughs> don't know how that ended up happening. But, you know, it is what it is. You live and you learn. You laugh and you love. Pluggy plugs first thing. Not, f- not first anymore. But second thing. Rate, review, subscribe. To Requiem for a Tuesday. On Apple. On Spotify. On Google. On Stitcher. On uh, YouTube. There's a YouTube channel, yeah, some extras on there, just literally just two, so you gotta kind of look for them, uh, but yeah, subscribe across the platforms, you know, give me a little, give me a little star rating, I was gonna say give me five stars, but you know what, telling people to give you five stars is one, disingenuous, because it's supposed to be a review and a reflection of your performance. Give me 5 stars. That already knocks you a half a star cuz you asked. It means you need it, it's desperate, it's gross. I'm not a fan of it. But give me 5 stars. I do that on everything. Uh <laughs> multiplex. Uh you know what? We're technically making the announcement tomorrow when this comes out and in two days as of this recording so i'm just gonna say first announcement officially multiplex new album october 8th so basically one month from now as of the release 2021 the album will be called google not the search engine although you know wait till you see the cover it's a parody but the number, so G O O G O L. Uh 17 tracks. It's absolutely nuts. Great production. Shout out to Lena Sutter up in Euclid, Wisconsin. And uh it's it's great. It's everything we've always wanted our sound to be, and all that jazz. It's a, it's a romping good time. Uh so more more details to come but it's coming. Um we're working on getting it like pre-savable a lot harder than you'd think. You think you just click a button, but apparently that's not the case. We're either way there will be plenty of links to it including through this podcast. You already can get to all that as I'm sure you know through the links below there is eventually a multiplex link tree we also have an instagram it's all linked together okay it's all linked together check it all out and uh you can you can also get there through my instagram at adam.rfat. easiest thing to find i got them tagged i got my link tree which is the main link tree which is linked below and does all the stuff so check everything out I got solo music as well, but that's back burner right now. Multiplex coming soon. Uh, can't wait for people to hear it. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, I guess it's also good that I brought that up just because there probably, probably, most likely will be no episode next week. your boys got a busy sketch. Just kidding, but not really. Uh, I got Pitchfork coming. That's three days of my life where I won't really be doing anything or be on. Yeah, like I'll be outside all day watching music, obviously. So, won't really be available to make this happen. We'll see, you know, if enough interesting things occur in the outside world. May, may have to hop on, do emergency style, fit it in. But uh kind of want to just, you know, Take a little week off. So there's the, there's the announcement. There, the album will be dropping in a month. No new episode next week, barring wild circumstances. And yeah, it's the busiest time I've ever had. <laughs> the last, uh, as far as like the past year goes, I guess. I have plans officially for two weeks in a row, and it is. Exhausting. And this is only the first week. So. In a miraculous event. On Saturday night. Went and saw a screening. Of Twin Peaks. Firewalk with me. A uh. A polarizing film. At least at it's release. I think now people kind of get it. Um. Um. When I got into Twin Peaks... When did I get into Twin Peaks? Like, I don't know, early high school maybe, I want to say. Could have been later, easily. But in the teens, I was. When I first tried to watch the movie, I thought it was her awful. Like, just dog shit. Now, I hadn't seen... I want to say any David Lynch movie at all up to that point like Twin Peaks was my first foray into my guy I, I think so yeah that sounds right so the movie comes and I'm you know like what the hell which I think was the reaction from any like fans of the show I don't know about critics I think critics were just like all right come on dude but yeah, I don't know. It initially comes off as like pretty pretentious, I want to say, and also just like incoherent, which, at this point in time, I will also clarify, doesn't even make sense. Like I don't know how I ever thought that the pretentiousness. I guess I could still see, but I think it makes total sense now, which is weird. But <laughs> especially given that the return has happened as well, you know, it's just a whole hodgepodge of knowledge. So it's impossible for me to be fresh minded with it anymore. But I I would call I would call the movie a masterpiece. I think it's I think it's incredible. Uh very unique. I mean every David Lynch movie is super unique, I guess except for Dune, really. But I guess even in that sense, I don't know. I can't really compare it to much. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, Big David Lynch, Stan. So this was a great thing. So the screening was happening. There was also a Q&A after the film with Dana Ashbrook and Shirley, a.k.a. one Bobby Briggs and the Laura Palmer herself. Now, I will say Shirley's performance in Fire Walk With Me is in my top three performances by anyone, male or female or, you know, whatever, or Andy Circus. Uh, anyone has ever given like of, of what I've seen you know I can't I can't really say all time and mean it you know what I mean it's like you can say that within like the NFL or the NBA you could basically have seen all of it at least enough you know I don't know I guess that that's not really a fair point either but there's a you know whatever <laughs> it's more objective I guess Lose, Rough point, Adam. You lose that one. I'm sipping a yerb. It's bright and early, so... Once that kicks in, you know the drill. Motor mouth is coming. Don't worry. Your favorite. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she absolutely crushes it. The amount of guttural screaming she has to do is pretty impressive. Alone. Uh, But no, she... Just has to do everything, it's great. Uh I don't even know what else to say. Like the, there's not really any 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 flaws I can point out there. Especially because Twin Peaks had already rooted itself in like a campy soap opera eat thing. Which basically perfects itself. Or I, I don't know how to word this, but it basically like allows itself protection from acting criticism, because it's like, well, it's supposed to be over the top. So it's like, even if the actors are bad, which a lot of them are, looking at you, James Hurley, you know it, we all know it the worst, uh, it's protected, because you can easily say, well, yeah, like that's the point, that's the tone, and it's just... It's easy, but I I, I don't know. I think she absolutely crushes it. Like, the fear and just the... You you don't for a second think that that isn't Laura Palmer somehow. Even in this, like, surreal-ass world with all this shit going on, it's like, damn, this chick's life is terrible. I feel so bad for her. (laughs) Somebody help her, please. Looking at you, McLaughlin. Um, and you know, Bobby Briggs. What what can you say? I'm gonna turn it upside down. He has <laughs> S- he has one of the greatest arcs in the series because he's kind of just an antagonist in the pilot, but then you're like, oh wait, he's cool, and then he's helping Shelly. But then he does more shady shit, and then you watch the movie, and it's like, oh, he did kill a guy, but then, like, it's like, he was kind of doing it in self-defense, you know, and it's like, well, he's, like, selling cocaine, but also, like, who's he selling cocaine to, you know, that part's never really clear, I guess it could be anybody, it could just be at school, but whatever. And so it's like, okay, he's mean mean to Garland, which how could you be mean to Garland? One of the greatest saints to have ever graced us as a father on screen, dare I say. He was just looking out for everybody, especially his own. What if love is not enough, you know? Scares me too shout out to major garland but yeah so then and then bobby eventually gets his moments as a police officer in season 3 and you know fucking shelly two times him i guess they're already separated but still just the pain is in his eyes is brutal absolutely brutal to watch fuck you shelly I can't believe it. He rescued you from Leo Johnson. Anyway, <laughs> it's absolutely unforgivable. God damn it. God, what a great show. I fucking love this shit. Somebody buy me the return on Blu ray. Thanks. <laughs> And then there's, of course... And then, like, if you haven't seen it, there's also a great episode of Psych that's a Twin Peaks parody episode called Dual Spires. They really did a great job, pulled out a lot of stops. Both Dana and Cheryl are in it, as well as there are many other cameos. There's a reference to something, like, every second in the episode. It's really, really good. I've watched it multiple times. And I don't even think Psych is that good of a show it's very average it's very like I I could watch this coming down on acid where it's like I'm not gonna sleep but I'm not really gonna be awake so we can have this on it's a good show for that you watch it for like nine hours but you know is it like can't wait for another one let's run it back you know not really not for me I'd rather watch Monk always watched Monk it was good shout out Tony Shaloub. what was I talking about <laughs> yeah watch dual spires um so anyway they do a Q&A after I, I you know you always like are trying to think of questions because it's like oh maybe I'll come up with one that I know is good so then I'll go up and ask but it's just like no matter what what's the point you know, you're, you never really get the answer you think you're going to get because you're, especially in a situation like this, like you're asking the characters questions. Like you're not really asking the actors things, no matter how much you try to word it. And these motherfuckers coming up like, oh, the reason why I'm in film school is because of Twin Peaks. And they're like, yeah, sick, dude. <laughs> you're going to be the next David Lynch. Good luck. You know, uh. Like, they're going to be like, yeah, cool, let me see your work, bud. I can't wait to star in one of your movies because you came to this thing that you're paying me money for. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Nobody cares that you're in fucking film school. Make a movie. You know? I'm just saying. Goddamn. And then after the Q&A thing, you know, they kind of brought people in little by little, little meet and greet, photo op. Both people were incredibly cool. I was beyond nervous. And it's like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? And then it's like, well, they're meeting like a thousand people tonight, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, don't slip up and be like crazy. You just don't want to stand out. I mean, like, that's the thing. Everybody wants to stand out, but you're never going to stand out in a positive way. It's it's hard to come by. There was one time, uh, I'll never forget this. I'm still a little embarrassed by it, but it's also kind of just, like, I'm also pretty indifferent and, like, whatever about it because I've realized it doesn't matter, ultimately. And it's also just kind of a funny story. So if there wasn't comedy involved, I probably uh, would be a lot more infinitely embarrassed. But Deacon of Animal Collective was playing; he was like opening for somebody, which is crazy that he would need to open for somebody at Empty Bottle. I uh, used to live, you know, about a mile from there, roughly. So we would walk if we ever needed to go to a show there. Goes without saying, which is nice. Because it's real easy to pregame at your house, and then it's a short walk there. It's like, what a, what, a, what a money and time saver, just all around. It's great. So I'm hammered. He's outside, you know, doing whatever, as small venue people tend to be, you know, fluctuating around the room and stuff. I just lose it, I'm like, I can't not say something, because if I don't say something, then that'll eat me alive, so I just kind of yell, I'm like, take it, They came up, and I, I just fanned out, I was like, you're the man, I love you guys, I've seen you so many times, and he's like, yeah, dude, uh, thanks, you know, whatever, I remember at one point, I was just like, man, just like, you're the shit, you know, and he was like, yeah, you're cool, too. And I was like, oh, no. Even, even then, hammered out of my mind. When I heard him say that, I, I like, almost was, like, throwing up. But, like, internally, it was just like, oh, my God. He just roasted me so hard, and I just had to take it. This guy hates this so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's afraid of me potentially right now. I don't know, but he was like, damn, I got fans. It was weird. So anyway, from my point is, I don't want to do that again. You know, you feel a little shy, you feel a little awkward, whatever. They they're aware of that one, and they're not gonna care if you're just like, hey, you know, like, oh you know. Dan Ashbrook, I will say, was very open. And talkative, and he got me talking to him. It was very impressive. Hell of a nice guy, Dana Ashbrook. If you end up somehow listening to this at some point, hope your fantasy draft went well. My number one guy is Devontae Adams. You know, I never get running backs ever. I I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever win a fantasy league again. it's tragic, but it's true, Um, but yeah, hell of a guy, and I mean, Shirley, what can I say, I mean, just like looking her in the eyes, I was like, hi, Uh, (laughs) you know, I I don't really remember what I said, I kind of blacked out the whole moment, and I was just like, it's so great to meet you, it's so great to meet you, and she's like, yeah, thanks, buddy, and then, you know, we hit a pick. What a what a sweetheart. Uh, you know, I mean, Laura Palmer, what more can you say? The source of all goodness on earth. And the muse for some of the greatest television ever made. I mean, what a moment. What a moment. So much so that I spent almost half an episode talking about it. Didn't even expect that to happen. Uh but it was just great. And then next night went out to the old wrestling match the watering hole. Uh I don't it's not the watering hole. I don't know what that even means in correlation but uh aw not here's the thing not a big wrestling guy anymore more of a child thing and it's a weird conflicting scenario where it's like did i grow out of it or did it get bad like in reality or did i just grow out of it do you know what i'm saying the truth is, it used to be much better. I think almost every single person of any age group universally agrees on that. So, I guess it's not that conflicting of a thing. I guess I take that back. But, so, my point is just not that into it. Especially, you know, WWE is just for children. And I get it if you don't like wrestling at all. I, I can understand why. You know, there are people... Who ruin it by viewing it as true competition? And people are like devastated by a win or loss. And it's just like, what? You know, it's indefensible. It's just, you know. But I mean, you're also like reacting to a live television show. I could see how you could get swept up in it. So maybe I take that back a little bit. You ever cry at a play? Hmm? Simple as that. Just think of that. Sorry, people have emotions. No, but, you know, a lot of the a lot of the fans are insufferable. Anyway, AEW, a vast improvement. They're like, hey, how about we make wrestling like about wrestling? Because like, you watch know WWE and it's like this is supposed to be like the best of the best, but it's like you can watch people, like, miss their cues and, like, not hit each other and just do, like, terrible clunky moves and it's, like, you guys are using your best camera angles to, like, really sell these things and they still look, like, really amateurish and bad and it's, like, I'm supposed to take this serious at any level. Just drop a thing, sorry. And it's just, like, no, I, I can't. I can't. Because it's already such a ridiculous thing that, like, selling it is everything. That's why the characters have to go so hard. You have to be fully committed to all of it, like, in the ring, out of the ring. And if you're, and they're just not. They're just not. They just want to sell t shirts and action figures. And it's not about talent. And that's a problem like imagine if the NBA was just trying to sell you the NBA like NBA merch and they weren't trying to like promote games or players like they weren't like come see LeBron James. They were just like tonight we have a basketball game. That's basically like how they're operating. It's kind of like UFC but ineffective because UFC is you know thriving. UFC is a luxury where you can turn it in. I I tune in every week and I never know who's fighting. Like, even if I know who the fighters are, like, I don't know that they're fighting that week. And it's like, oh, what a nice surprise. I actually know somebody this week. And then if I don't know anybody, it's still like, well, I'm definitely still going to watch this entire thing. But you know my point in the comparison is like oh well people are just anonymous and it's like i just like ufc i like this promotion they do a great job everything about it and that's what wwe wants they're not you know they're like a thin veil of the same thing just without any of the people involved being good you know i'm there's a handful here and there i'm sure So anyway, long story short, it was great to see, you know, just a commitment to, like, the actual, dare I say, art form of wrestling. And watch people, like, you know, actually do real shit. Again, I know that it's not real, real, but you know what I mean. You can't fake gravity. You know? (laughs) There's... (laughs) There's nothing secretive about that. No ifs, ands, or buts. So it was a great time, you know. We were in a suite. Shout out to cousin Jeff, if you're listening. He's a radio man. Guess it runs in the family. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't uh try to claim any professionalism here. but uh yeah what a busy weekend and then uh, i got pitchfork next weekend like i said it's just like jesus christ look at me having things to do who would have thought who would have thought it's uh it's great to see someone finally like challenging the brass too When you go unrivaled, that's also the reason, like, for the negligence and, like, you don't have to care. People don't have any other option. Like, this is what they got. So I feel like it just allows, I don't know, poor execution. It's almost, it's like what's happening with ESPN. Like, ESPN is a horrific channel. But, like, what app am I going to use to get scores and, like, news from? You know, they have the best reporters working for them. They've got, you know, and they have deals with every league. So it's like all of the functionality of like their app is going to be necessary. I'm sure there are other great apps for that. I've heard of. Some, you know, but whatever, it's just the easiest all in one for everything. And then ESPN plus, you know, like I said, UFC, great. 30 for 30s being available, that's cool, you know. But, like, other than PTI, which has been awesome my entire life, <laughs> I've been watching it since I was like seven. That's still great, but it's like, you know, SportsCenter is terrible. Everything is centered around all these take shows where it's like we're just inventing narratives. And then arguing about them, and it's just people screaming about... And it's just like, what is this? You know, there used to be shows where guys would sit around and just, like, talk about why baseball is declining. And it's like, this is boring as all hell. But there were people who were fucking sitting on the edge of their seat. Like, yes, this is exactly for me. This is just what I want. And they would have that. There would be a show for every sport and every league and... You know what I mean? You would get to know all the people on it. NFL Live used to be great. Trey Wingo, Mark Schlereth. And I'm sure every single generation thinks whoever they grew up watching on there were the best people at it. I'm just saying, like, it has gone so far to the wayside where they're they're just getting rid of everybody with skill. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't you want the best people? But nobody could step up and try to do that. You know, even if FS1 or NFL Network or whatever, like they have their own shows that are on the same slot, whatever, Like ESPN is not losing the market share, like because they'll always have live shit on. So like if some other channel, like cool, you have good talk shows and stuff, but like are you going to take over? are you going to be viewed on as the same level? It's just it's just not going to happen. I don't think. I mean it would be great, but like you're going to come at Mickey? It's tough. You know, the mouse don't play. But my point was in contrast, it's just like AEW in wrestling is challenging that. So that's cool. It's just good to see things being shaken up because the fans were nuts. Those motherfuckers were crazy hype about that event. It was absurd. Honestly, like at a like sold out wrestling thing, you will see crazier fans there than at any other type of event. And it doesn't really make sense. Like I'm sitting there like, why is everybody losing their minds like this? You know, maybe if they handed out IQ tests at the ticket thing. You could you could see some kind of data that would correlate. If you know what I'm saying, that would be a guess. You know, definitely if you did like the. (laughs) I can't even say it. (laughs) If you did like a BMI. (laughs) For everybody that went into like, I think you'd kind of get I think you'd be skewing in one direction. You know but either way the people are absolutely rabid so it's still just a crazy environment to be in it's like it's like being at a playoff game every time it's pretty wild so it's good to see that happening just just in general you you love you love a good i guess that's the capitalist in me nothing like competition <laughs> Rest in peace, the only wrestling that ever mattered. Truly, truly the best. Nothing like incredibly graphic violence. <laughs> it was the best. I loved it. Anyway, moving on. As I mentioned last week, coming soon. Gonna have a Halloween special. I'm gonna be going through. I'm, I'm waiting on some shipments. But I'm gonna go through like the first three originals. Probably gonna watch H2O too, just to kinda see what they did there. I've never seen it entirely. I I don't think I'm gonna like it from what I remember. <laughs> but that's fine. I'm gonna rewatch. The zombie Halloween's, even though I remember the second one as being like atrociously bad, like unwatchable bad, but we'll see. Um, and see, it would be cool to have that line up with the release of Halloween Kills, so I might shelve it for that. Um, because this all came about because I had watched. The new Halloween, which is also just called this. uh, You can't reboot it twice. Because. Whatever, I can just say Halloween 2018, I guess. Wow, they should have called it that because it rhymes. The title should be Halloween 2018. Especially because it's retconning the original it's set 40 years later i mean come on guys was this all was this a discussion three years ago i mean i'm three years late to seeing the movie so like were we were people talking about this <laughs> welcome to my take right now um anyway i'm not i'm not gonna spoil any of the stuff going into that because i i already have a bunch of thoughts like just on that just on the mess of canon it's very it's very frustrating for me but uh Halloween 2018 was a great movie well like half of it was great I'll get into it I'll get into it I'm going to save it I'm going to save it but the trailer for the new one looks awesome so That's what led me down this whole path. So watch for that. Coming soon. But possibly not for like a month when that other movie comes out. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, But building the hype. Building the tension. You know. It's still just very interesting to me that Danny McBride is the writer of that, you know, it's, it's not shocking that David Gordon Green, I I mean, I guess initially I would have been, I, I thought it was like strange also that he's directing because he's, he's like known for comedy work, but it's just like, he's a good, really good director. So it's like, I guess that's less surprising. I guess it's kind of like the way Adam McKay has just like transcended Like he's the anchorman guy, you know, all and then all of a sudden he's winning an Oscar and now he's just like elite. It's very interesting the way Hollywood has skewed. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's not talked about enough the way that like Jordan Peele and Adam McKay are like the kings of Hollywood. How did that how did that happen? I love it. But how did that happen? I still think Jordan Peele's movie going to suck. I think he kind of sucks. I hated Us so much. That movie was so bad. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We'll see. I hope not, though. Oh, boy. What else is happening? Should we do another little news segment. Let's open let's open the news app. Let's see what we got. What can we Taliban. Ooh, probably skip that one. <laughs> Gavin Newsom uh, gross. Doesn't deserve it. He should absolutely not have that job. Hot take. Lil Uzi Vert's $24 million diamond ripped out of his head at Rolling Loud. Um, You know, you shouldn't have a diamond in your head. I will say this. If I ever need a tooth removed or, you know, crowned or whatever the things are that happen, I will request a gold tooth. Mark my words. Just because, like, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? You spend a couple extra hundred bucks. And you got gold. It's just sick. You know what I mean? You're just worth more. (laughs) Right away. But I don't know if I would go with uh, implant a diamond into me. Other than, you know, my mouth is my point. Don't implant jewelry into me unless it's a hole in my gums. But also, I, I remember reading that he took it out before that already anyway. Probably due to infection. So maybe they got it put back put back in after. I don't know. Uh, that sucks. Don't spend $24 million on one diamond. Or on multiple diamonds either. Unless that's an investment of some kind. I just disagree with all of it. So... I don't know. Oh, wait. Okay, I'm clicking on the article here. So that's why it was missing. He didn't take it out. It had gotten ripped out. I thought Rolling Loud was the festival that had happened recently, like over the weekend or something. But no. He said it was in July. They just ripped it out of his head. He did not lose it. So what what a what a just massively misleading headline. That's actually just not a story at all. He's like, yeah, it got knocked out when I jumped into the crowd. No shit, dude. Like, what did you think? <laughs> your body's not gonna like it's not gonna fully just become a part of your body if it's an exposed open hole. It could always come out. That's just so silly. That's number three on the top of my... That's the top... Of the top five stories on Earth right now. They gave me that. Okay. Well, glad you're doing all right, Uzi. You dumbass. (laughs) It also said, I've been paying for it since 2017. It's like, dude... (laughs) We get a house. I don't know. <laughs> you shouldn't need to be paying off. Uh, never mind. Whatever. What a lifestyle, I guess. Congrats that you could do that, I suppose. My initial thoughts, too, were like, imagine ripping that out of his head, like trying to pocket it and just being like, like, what could you ever do with it? you know it's got to be a very much one of a kind thing i don't think that uh you'd be able to get 24 mil for that you'd be, you'd be lucky to get like a couple hundred k from some guy who could try to move it but all right let's see this is more in line with what I was expecting, boy, four meaning four years old shot in head visiting Chicago amid Labor Day weekend bloodbath. So that's fun. Forty six hurt and three killed this weekend. Honestly, like as bad as this sounds, that's a very those are low numbers. Now that's a lot of injuries. Forty six people hurt. That means there's a lot of attempted murders. For sure, so like that's horrific. It's horrific either way. That sounds bad, <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. Is that uh, technically, I'm just saying like last weekend it was like 16. It was horrific. It was it's it's just unbelievable, and it just and that's it. They just keep reporting it. It just keeps getting reported, and nobody really. Nobody really says or does anything. It's uh, absolutely tragic. I don't know why. (laughs) Welcome to my comedy show. Jesus Christ. I I thought that the news thing would be funny. Here we go. This is more of what I was looking for. This is an article by Mashed. So you know it's high quality. What will probably happen. So already... Not a lot of confidence in what they're writing. They can't even give a headline that's like this is this is real. <laughs> what will probably happen if you use a fake name at Chick-fil-A sounds completely fucking stupid to begin with. Like, what could this ever be about? People the some of the things that I see. That are, like, attempting to be clickbait. I mean, like, this. I'm just doing... I'm only clicking on this for the show, but it's, like... This, like, wants to be clickbait, but it's so... Fu- Who cares what will probably happen if you use a fake name at Chick-fil-A? I'm like, ooh, what probably might happen? It's like, ooh. Okay. Uh, So, basically, they're, like... Uh, Starbucks spells people's names wrong, on purpose. So do some other places. They list some other things. Um. Yeah. So when it comes to Chick Fil A, a company notorious for going above and beyond, what to the point? Uh, what is the protocol for names people suspect might be fake? What? Hold on. This is so fucking stupid. Okay. So, that was one of the most embarrassing and painful things I have ever had to read. That was so fucking stupid. It was like, we went to Reddit and got to the bottom of this. And they're like, First of all, the fact that people are on Reddit and they're like, who works at Chick-fil-A? I must know this. Is just, it just hurts me inside. That, like, somebody got paid money and they work a job and they put out an article that is about... What if somebody gives a fake name for their Chick-fil-A order? What do you mean, what if? There is no what if. Who gives a fuck? What, are they checking your fucking ID? No, and that's exactly what the article says. Somebody's like, well, what if if I came to Chick-fil-A and said my name was Batman? What would you guys do? What would you guys do about that? and they're like <laughs> the response was we have a customer who goes by batman we love batman and it's like what okay that's you should get some help for that guy but yeah who gives a fuck why why would they care what like just under what circumstances do you think like chick-fil-a is an authority on what <laughs> I can't even put it into words I'm just getting I'm just boiling with rage at the idea that like there could have been any type of other information in there and then it was just like if it's something we can't pronounce or something silly or whatever. If it's like a type thing, I guess. I don't really under. Who cares? But they're like, we'll just put question marks and move on. Yes, that's the point. Regardless, they'll just move on. It's a fast food restaurant. Take your sandwich and go. What the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> like, what if I put Elvis? Yeah, what if? What could possibly happen they're like you just picked the secret code word name we're gonna give you ten million dollars fuck that made me so mad I thought this was gonna be a good day fuck that person and fuck that article fuck everything about that that was horrific ugh what else we got? <laughs> God damn it. That was so awful. Royal aides are shocked by the sheer nerve of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's recent offer to the Queen. Here's what I think about that. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck those Brits. Go to England. Go to somewhere else. She's from here. I get it. But the idea that like, oh, we're going to leave the royal family to go to Hollywood. It's like, fuck you. She just manipulated him. That's what that made me think. Not that I give a fuck about him. He's a fucking loser Brit. You know, I hate him. (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's like you're none of our business. You know, she fucking jumped ship. So I I don't, you know what I mean? I don't care what Prince Harry thinks about anything. Fuck Prince Harry. Why are we calling him that anyway? His name is Harry here. Ain't no princes here. There's one prince, rest in peace, okay? And he's from Minnesota. You ever been to Minnesota, Prince Harry? I don't think so. So you can go fuck yourself. God damn it. (laughs) I lost 70 pounds. My favorite easy snacks for weight loss. In this picture, this chick's eating nachos, it looks like. those nachos? I don't know. Either way. Shut up. (laughs) Oh, here's another great article from Mashed. 40% agree this is the worst brand of mayonnaise. What if 60% of people agree it's a different one? Incomplete data. Anyway, the answer's gotta be Miracle Whip. Let's see, I'm gonna click on it. I'm, I'm feeling great about Mashed today. They're really crushing it. Yes, it is Miracle Whip, of course. Now, I'm pretty sure Miracle Whip isn't mayonnaise, and that's why, you know, people would consider it the worst mayo. It's not mayo. (laughs) So, (laughs) regardless, use Hellman's. It's the best. To all my white people out there, you know. Howie Mandel's mental health crisis, quote, teetering on depression. Sounds like not a crisis at all. He's like, I'm almost sad. (laughs) Howie Vindel is like, holy shit, you guys, I was almost sad yesterday. We got to get on the news and, you know, get ahead of this. We got to figure this out. I felt bad for 10 minutes the other day. It was a nightmare. You'll never believe what I had to go through. (laughs) Uh, Dumb thing about vaccines, nobody cares, COVID's over, it's been over, we don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, This sounds crazy. <laughs> Look, video of Sideline Reporter eating a banana going viral. Why would that go viral? You can't eat a banana? Let's see. Let's take a look at this video. Okay, what the fuck? Honestly, uh, (laughs) that was a pretty crazy video. I'm shocked. This bitch. (laughs) So the article gave some context. I guess some guy in college football got caught eating a whole banana, peel included. And this chick's like, I'm doing it for content. And she's like, I'm going to take a bite of this banana through the peel. It looked like she almost threw up. Uh, it was just crazy. Why would you do that, lady? What? It's like, what could you gain? What, are you going to become an internet sensation because you ate a banana with the peel on? You know what I mean? It's just gross. You're just being gross. The fact that you said that it's for content, that's the problem. You have to pretend like, yeah, I'm going to eat this banana. What's good? You know what I mean? You have to play it like like it's normal. You have to do it without mentioning that you're doing it. And then that's what makes it compelling. Somebody's like, hey, you want a banana? Yeah. And then they're like, catch. They throw it to you. Boom. You're like, sick. Thanks. I'm going to eat it right now. And then you just take a bite right out of it. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, you're a psychopath. And that's much more interesting. So you're welcome. Uh, ESPN, feel free to hire me. So, Uh, Let's see. I think that's about all we got there. Oh, look at this. Mashed with another great headline. The best burger chain according to nearly... 28% of people (laughs) it's like so not quite that many people like this place that much but we wrote this anyway (laughs) it's just like okay (laughs) holy fuck mashed officially the worst website of all time just cannot come up with any ideas about anything oh I don't like this hold on there's one more that I saw Like, okay, this is just creepy. This article from something called Two Paragraphs, I don't know, it just showed up on Google News. Martin Scorsese's gorgeous daughter, 21, which, you know, that's an adult, I guess, technically, you know, but come on. I'm 26, and I think that this is gross. For a headline, especially, like, come on. Daughter, 21 stuns in lacy bras, Quote, too hot to handle? Ugh. Don't write about Marty's daughter like that. That's disrespectful. No, I'm gonna click on it. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. Ew. Ew wow this is disgusting this article is absolutely disgusting it like talks about her as a child first for like context it's like yeah you said that they're that it's his daughter so it's just weird and then it just shows like her instagram pics and they're just like basic pictures they're not like sexy pictures So it's just extra gross. Uh, I'm very upset that that happened. (laughs) So we're definitely going to pivot away from the news app. Yikes. Marty, I'm sorry that you had to hear that. I know you're listening. I'm sorry that that had to happen in general. Okay. Two paragraphs, terrible publication. Confirmed. It's no mashed, I can tell you that much right now'm uh, still uh trying to shake that off what uh what a way to close out anyway, please, please, please. Keep a lookout for that Multiplex record. I will definitely talk about it every episode leading up and after for a while. I'll be sure to link it straight up once it's there. Or if we can get the pre-save thing up too, like that's a whole nother thing. There'll be more updates in that regard then. So we'll see. But yeah, record's coming soon. Can't wait for people to hear it. Ah, shit fucking slaps, dog. Shit fucking slaps. Uh, There's two... Well, there's really only one. There's a Twin Peaks tribute track on there. It's called Tulpa. Uh, There's a little interlude, like, precursor to it, too. That's technically for our man, special agent Chet Desmond. I will say... Uh, I I don't like that uh, Chris Isaac wasn't in the return at all. Definitely could have used a Chet Desmond loop around. I liked him. I'm a big Chet Desmond guy. It's a great name also, just in general. Uh, But, you know, it's okay. It's okay. David Lynch, you know, he did what he wanted. I still don't really know who Judy is. Just going to be honest. It's not easy for me to admit that, but it's tough. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Judy at all. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to bring David Bowie back, even though he's dead, as a tea kettle, you can bring Chet Desmond back. You know, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, what, what was he doing in 2017? Was, was the 24 reboot happening? Did that happen? I don't know what's going on with that. I don't watch fucking 24. That's how I have my inner dialogues. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. No, you're a fucking idiot. And it's like, oh, yeah, true. Just kind of move on. (laughs) We. Terrifying. Whew. All right. I got to get out of here. I'm going crazy. I think my dad's going crazy. (laughs) Uh, Rate, review. Subscribe, Requiem for a Tuesday, wherever books are sold, no, uh, wherever podcasts can be listened to, I got it everywhere, check out the YouTube, just cause, <laughs> uh, the music, like I said, like I've been saying, all linked in the description below, um... Yeah, we got to get, get these numbies. We got to keep them going. So spread the word. Do your thing. Appreciate you. We got the merch. Don't forget the merch. Uh My Instagram is adam.rfat if you are so inclined. And uh, I think that's it. Right? You know, if not, no worries, baby. I'll catch you next time uh again if you're a live listener in the present day there will probably not be an episode next week so keep that in mind i know you'll miss me i will miss you but first i just want to remind you i are fat you are fat we are fat calculator